Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The world has been really engaged with Uvalde, Texas, for the last two weeks since that terrible shooting at the school in that intertwined city, and I learned a lot about the city a little earlier today when I spoke with Teo Armas, Washington Post reporter, who spent 10 days there. In the, well, I, I don't know just how long Teo has been back home, but I think that's fairly recent. He's He's been in uh, Uvalde for 10 days. He's written some uh, really excellent stories about uh, Uvalde, about the mayor, and about the only Catholic priest there, and just the the reality of that city. Teo, thank you very much for taking the time. Talk to us, please, about Uvalde. You told me off the air that it really is an intertwined society, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, uh, you know, this is a community of a little bit more than 15,000 people. Um, it sits right at the intersection of two major highways in Texas. Uh, but it's small enough, um, and the families there are large enough that you pretty much could not go, uh, you know, have, have one conversation with someone there who did not know someone who was affected, um, whether it was a grandparent or a cousin or, a, you know, a, an aunt of someone who was in the school of one of the victims, um, you know, of a police officer, of a school police officer. I mean, there's a really heavy border patrol presence there as well, so, so the culture of law enforcement is really deeply ingrained into Uvalde, but everyone... Everyone there knows everyone. That was something that I heard over and over and over again when I was there. And I think that's why a tragedy like this one is having so many ripple effects. Uh, yeah, so you also spoke with the uh, the mayor of Uvalde, Don McLaughlin, and he told the Washington Post that a negotiator had frantically been trying to reach the 18-year-old killer, Salvador Ramos. What did the mayor say to you? What was that conversation like? Yeah, so that was a pretty wide-ranging conversation um, that we had with the mayor. Uh, I think that bit about the negotiator was, you know, the, the piece of news, the, the kind of uh, account of what happened that uh, up until that point we had not known about. Um, you know, I think uh, the mayor tried to be sort of a little bit more conciliatory and sort of, you know, speak in messages about unity. I think that's also very interesting given the fact that a couple of days Right after uh, the shooting, he was present at a press conference with uh, Governor Greg Abbott, um, who's, uh, you know, was basically sort of talking about how he thinks mental health issues are um, to blame. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, who of course is running for governor against Abbott um, as, a, as a Democrat, um, interrupted and confronted the governor, um, and then the mayor actually confronted um, Beto O'Rourke and, and called him something I don't think I can repeat on the air. Um, so he definitely, you know, tried to calm down a little bit and tried to speak about unity. Uh, but there were a lot of questions he did not answer, that he didn't know the answer to, said he was not willing to answer. Uh, and we still obviously have a lot of questions about what exactly happened. Yeah. Pete Arredondo has been in the news a great deal. The Uvalde School District's police department chief criticized for not sending officers in sooner than, uh, then, then they went in and and they confronted and killed Ramos. What uh, what was that like? Uh, what, what's what's going on with Arredondo? Yeah, so um, a colleague of mine, Sylvia Foster Frau, uh, actually spent a couple of days just you know really learning about him and his career. Like many of the top officials in Uvalde, he was born and raised there. Um, you know, he had actually spent 
um, a couple of years uh, basically preparing for the, the risk of a school shooter. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, a lot of people are very upset and very angry at the way that um, law enforcement officials ended up kind of bungling the, the response here. You know, he, at least based on what uh, we've been told by uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety, he was the incident commander at the time. So, you know, it was basically his, his decision, presumably, you know, to, to wait uh, to tell his officers not to go in and, and storm the classroom where the shooter had been. And that's why people are so angry, right, is, is you know, because a lot of people say that um, many of those children's lives that have been saved had um, law enforcement responded sooner. I wish we had more time. Um, my first interview went a little longer than I anticipated. But uh, our listeners can read your your stories online, Washington Post, Teo Armas. Let me just ask you this. In the 30 seconds we have left, this intertwined, interdependent community where everyone knows everyone, everyone affected by this shooting at the school, are they going to recover? I think people really want to recover. Um, but, you know, there's still many funerals ahead of them. Um, I think a lot of people acknowledge that there's a lot of healing they have to do and, and also a lot of grieving. Uh, but, you know, I mean, everyone you talk to says... Uh, after something like this happens, uh, the community is never going to be the same. So that recovery may have its limits. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 